hearing this? Anybody hear that? How can we possibly have the slightest idea what to expect? Well, we're back. Hold on to your butts. Welcome to the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic, including the movies, TV shows, music, toys, and more. In episode 374, Tom Jurassic stops by once again to dive into all of the recent ongoings around Jurassic World 4's production. And uh, February 2024 gave us so much stuff to discuss. So we're going to pick up where we left off a few episodes back, myself and Tom. And we're going to dive right into that ongoing history of the upcoming Jurassic film whatever it may be called. (laughs) So, of course, while you're listening to this episode, hit us up on Instagram, threads, TikTok, Facebook, and, of course, on YouTube to continue the conversation from this episode. And as always, please check out our weekly live streams on YouTube discussing all of the latest Jurassic news from around the world, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. EST, each and every week. We have a ton of fun over there, so come join in. Of course, stay tuned to our social channels to hear what we're going to be discussing on the show next week. So let's go ahead and fawn over Gareth Edwards and find out what exactly is this Jurassic City built on? And is it rock and roll? Yeah, well, the problem is I, I'm also like running the, the video portion and looking at my notes and and then you've gone off on a tangent that's like 15 minutes long. And I'm like, what do we what do we wait? What um what IP is this? What are we even talking about anymore? I am lost. Uh, <laughs> so that I can't wait for us. To, we're we're going to end this episode talking about why Monarch needs a season two. And you'll just be like, how did we get here? I- Hey, that wouldn't be too far of a tangent, though, um, because the last, last that we left off with our conversation was we talked about, uh, you know, we, we did a long history of the production and everything. And then we talked about the Oscar luncheon or something like that. I think yes. that's where we left off. Yeah. Right. Right around there. And we talked about how Steven Spielberg met with a director of a Godzilla film, and we were saying, how cool would it be if that director of a Godzilla film became the director of this next Jurassic World movie? We predicted it, right? And we're saying that we were actually talking about Godzilla 2014 the whole time. (laughs) We chose the wrong director, but it was was still a Godzilla movie. I think we get kind of a point for that, right? Um, So, yeah. That's enough to earn us a step visit, right? (laughs) We were trying to tell you subtly via another person completely. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. So Gareth so Edwards. cited as our sources. <laughs> our, yeah, we did it. Um, and Gareth Edwards was finally kind of revealed as, as uh, being in final negotiations. This was back on the 20th of February. And um, let me actually bring this up here while we're looking at the screen. If you're not just what, listening to this in your headphones, we also got the video portion online. And uh, here's an article from Deadline. Wait, wait, Brad, can I I just say something to you? Yeah. I did not realize that we had started the show then. That really (laughs) threw me. (laughs) See, man. It's just a natural progression. We're just we're just continuing on. This is how the podcast works these days. Okay, uh, <laughs> um, but we've got this article from uh, not from Collider from uh, Deadline that states you know that he's in final negotiations um, and that he spent like weeks meeting with studio executives and and he impressed uh, Steven Spielberg and Frank Marshall. Now, now, Tom, I feel like this is. There's just like, I don't know if it's um, a coincidence or just this like fate thing that happened because we, me and you together, literally covered God's a Godzilla TV show this year. Uh, just because yeah. we were like we were so interested in that that um universe to begin with, right? The the Godzilla I think monster we were verse, so. selling point, right? We were like yeah. the selling point. He was like, damn, the fans of this franchise 
they know their media. This show, like this Tom Jurassic <laughs> guy, practically should have been a monarch agent. So I'm yeah. gonna go and make a Jurassic <laughs> film. They love me. So yeah, they um, <laughs> they uh, they announced, kind of announced this. It just kind of came out uh, in the trades, and um, I. I I heard this and I was so excited because of the conversations that we had about the Godzilla franchise. And, yes. um, you know, a lot of the, which I, I met, messaged, uh, messaged, I almost said mentioned and then messaged. Um, I massaged you. No, that's not the right way. Uh, I messaged you. <laughs> I messaged you the other day about. No, I know it wasn't. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Um, I uh, messaged you the other day about uh, Gareth Edwards, like his visual style and like just the the cinematic like language that, you know, he brought to life yeah. in Godzilla 2014 and how it's still so well represented. And I know those films have really, you know, changed quite a bit, but a lot of that same language that he, you know, created in that in that film which was, yeah. you know, kind of uh, uh, based off of a lot of other stuff. I just rewatched Godzilla, uh, nineteen ninety, the nineteen ninety eight one, and um, you know, <laughs> it even had some of that in there too. It was a, a little bit different, but yeah. it had some of the same exact visuals and everything. Um, and this is like a common trope for Godzilla movies, but I mm -hmm. think that the the version of it that he created, Gareth Edwards created, um, for the twenty fourteen Godzilla movie is still, you know, being used, and so uh, it's so brilliant looking so i i was just very yeah. excited that he's been brought on board because i love godzilla i i love um rogue one and i loved the creator and then once i heard he was coming here i i was like oh i gotta check out monsters now i'm like <laughs> okay so i checked out monsters and i was like i love this movie this is amazing it's essentially like a jurassic movie just with aliens so i was like this is amazing yeah. this is gonna be great what was your feeling when you heard that he was uh coming on board here well, miraculously, two well-formed things have appeared in my brain, which is great considering I thought we were still pre-show, so I have no idea how my brain has done that, but <laughs> here we go. Um, but there's um, there's two really important points, I think, with Gareth Edwards that get me excited. The first is Godzilla 2014 and his cinematography style in the sense of the way that he presents the events that unfold, um, particularly within the third act, right? So the third act, you have Ryan Taylor Johnson, or Aaron Taylor Johnson Aaron. even, um, his, mm -hmm. his character leading this like assault back into the city of san francisco i think it's san francisco um yep. to try and detonate the bomb for the muto right and all of that is done in darkness um and it's handled really well i think one of the most gorgeous cinematic shots in any of the monsterverse films is that halo jump where you get oh, the wide shot God, of yeah. them like dropping into the clouds with the red flares following them notice the use of a flare there just a interesting observation in itself yeah um another jurassic trope but i think what that has really shown is that gareth edwards really understands how to do big monsters in the dark which is fundamentally why jurassic park works so well because so much of the sequence with the dilophosaurus so much of the sequence with the t-rex is handled in the dark same with the raptors actually in the emergency shed um so the idea is you're playing with shadow so you're not seeing as much of the animals but when you do see them you can really focus on their visual fidelity you can really focus on amplifying the tension of those final climactic moments um, and i think he really understands that he understands how to use darkness as a shroud to build suspension which is exactly what a good jurassic film does it's why the first one works so well so i'm excited in that regard but then also with the creator the way he handles the relationship between the father figure and the child who's the ai is a really really emotive way of exploring our relationship with technology um, and he does that in a way that personifies it and gives it a real emotional richness and that I'm quite excited for because fundamentally this film or these films are about our relationship with animals and our relationship with science. And it's clear from the creator being, you know, his passion project that he developed entirely himself, that he really is interested in that dichotomy of our relationship with technology. So I'm interested to see how he takes 
a lot of what he learned during the process of making that film and how to articulate that message so effectively and how he then brings that back to Jurassic, which is a universe itself that's so grounded in science. Um, so I think all in all, he is the perfect pick, right? And it's it's really exciting to think about what he might do. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think when David Leach was was you know semi announced uh, announced or said to be in talks or whatever, I was excited and I, I was hopeful and I, I thought you know he's he's going to be able to create something cool uh, visually like with some action stuff like that. But I think when yeah. you talk about Gareth Edwards, a whole new like world opens up. Uh, he's just uh, I, you know somebody that I really love his movies. I know not everybody loves all aspects of his movies, but I, I just love them like wholeheartedly. Um, and I did hear like um, I was actually I went back and listened to a, a review of the creator the other day. Mm. And, uh, you know, they mentioned how, you know, oh, this is a, a movie that he, um, you know, made himself from scratch. It's like, you know, a story that he came up with and everything. And they the reviewers of, of on this podcast were saying that, like, Okay, the story is not great. We don't like the story. But if you gave him, if you gave Gareth Edwards a great writer to develop the story <laughs> and then to you know, give him that, you know, that that the key to success, he could do something like amazing. And then, dude, it clicked yeah. in. I was like, oh, my God, that just happened. Like we we just got, that. Yeah. you know, David Kep being the writer for this new movie and then Gareth Edwards, you know, coming on to film it. It's like, that's the, the pieces that you were looking for. Well, 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 well. It is important to say still in final negotiations. So sure, yeah, everything's yeah. looking good, but there is still a chance. <laughs> yeah, man. Obviously. Yeah. It's uh, as you know, this article here was from the 20th. So, and this was stating final negotiations. We've got slight, slightly more confirmation, but Still, anything can happen at any point. But, mm. um, but you know, when when I heard that in that review, I was like, oh my god, that's exactly what we're looking for here. <laughs> um, to give him a great script, uh, something that you know speaks to the Jurassic franchise, and something that he can bring to light. Because I think in ev in well, maybe not every one of his movies, but uh, the first two movies at least, there's so much Jurassic language in those movies, and yeah. it's very obvious. He lays it on real thick. Um, you know, in the way that you, especially like a Steven Spielberg vibe, the way he hides his monsters and just shows like a tail or a part, it's in a part of a frame or yeah. something. So he's really good at doing that kind of stuff. You know, he's somebody who um, did the visual effects, I think, for Monster, like on his MacBook or something. <laughs> like he did that, like, yeah. Um, and then he filmed the creator on like a camera you can just buy in a camera yeah. shop. Like, so like he's he's doing things in a, in a different way, I think, than a lot of Hollywood um, right now so it's exciting I think it's kind of exciting to have that potentially brought to the franchise here um, and you were saying like you know he's you know learned a lot of things and how he could use those yeah. things to this bring it to this franchise like I think he can use those qualities bring it here and you know, maybe give us a smaller movie, uh, uh, you know, a smaller well, he's, budget. He's going to revolutionize this This entire film is going to be a Brooklyn live stream <laughs> Ah, I like that idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be something new and interesting and at least yeah. visually stunning. It should be, you know, because everything he creates is is built with such love and like amazing world building and visually like it looks great. So I'm very excited to see what he can bring here. Um, any final words on this uh, article here before we move on? Just yeah, what what a catch for Jurassic, right? We went from being quite uncertain to pretty much most people, I would say, being quite excited. Yeah. Now I do have. Um, hopefully, the, I don't know if this is going to pick up in my recording, but it should pick up here in the video. We do have um, this, which I didn't even know uh, there was a video uh, with the oh, Collider yeah. thing. I, I haven't, I didn't see it until this morning. So I had just read the article from Collider, and Collider did like a one-on-one a, a -on -one with him, I think about the creator or something, uh, because the creator's doing like a lot of press right now because of the Oscars and stuff, I think. So um, yeah. he, Gareth Edwards is out there all over the place talking, and he was talking with Steven Weintraub from Collider, um, and, St and Steven's like, well, I'll just play it. I'll just play the audio here. But <laughs> Can you hear that? Earlier today, yeah. before we end this Q&A, uh, earlier today it might have come out that you could be directing the next Jurassic something movie. 
No words, no words. He looks awkward. He's like, I don't. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but I can, I can see your face. I'm like, uh, so, I mean, what, uh, I don't know what I can ask that you can answer. <laughs> can you say anything? What are you allowed to say? I honestly, I can't really talk about it. I'm sorry. Um, it's very, very early days, and I, do, I don't know what I can and can't say. Were you a little surprised at the announcement, like that it got, it came out today, or were you hoping it was going to be like a week from now? No, I was given a heads up that it might come out very soon, and so I, I tried my damnedest to contact my mum and tell her <laughs> <laughs> so before it got on the internet, and I did the same with my sister. I worked my sister up to tell her, and then I, I've left a message for my dad, but it's because of the time difference, he's asleep. So hopefully he won't look on the internet when he wakes up. He's in. He's not. That's like that me kind of messaging Tom. So I can mm. I can call him in the morning <laughs> and let him know. What's crazy about this is so you basically told nobody. Like who in your life actually knew? Just my girlfriend. That was it. That's crazy. <laughs> okay, so just can I ask like what? I know you you can't say what. I want to say I want to ask more, but I don't know Steven's what I can struggling. actually ask. I guess are you? <laughs> yeah. nah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, it, it came out that it's it's starting to film in June. That's what they reported. Can you confirm that? Can you say anything like that? I think the only thing I would say is like I was about to take a break and I started writing my next idea for a film, and this is the only movie that would make me drop everything like a stone and dive right in. I love Jurassic Park. I think the first movie is a cinematic masterpiece. And Steven Yeah. Woo. And Steven Spielberg is 100% the reason I ever wanted to be a film director. So the opportunity this opportunity is like a dream to me and to work with Frank Marshall and Universal and David Kep who's writing the script. Um, I think they're all legends. So I'm just very excited and <laughs> and we'll save all the other stuff for a publicity tour at some point. Yeah, maybe a, a collider screening <laughs> next summer. Okay, all right. The, he, the way he like was like, okay, uh, all right. That that was very like not confident. I was so non-committal. Yeah. <laughs> that no, no, no. I think that was just uh, yeah. I don't want to commit to an exclusive screening. <laughs> oh yeah. See, I, the way I'm reading it is like, yeah, I don't know if I want to commit to. You're thinking summer. about the release date, aren't <laughs> yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. Well, like Collide, they. I went to the Dominion screening, and Stephen was there. Stephen, you know, did the interview. I, I think I, I saw him walk by a few times. I might have bumped into him, but like, um. So they did the interview Just in New York and everything. Him so he walked past Steven. Dude, he was so frantic when we because he was trying to get a lot done <laughs> and like I I think I said something to him, but he was like going all over the place and um and then he interviewed like uh Goldblum and uh um I don't know. There was a bunch of people there. Um but uh but anyway, uh so he sounded very like he was trying to his best to like not commit to it, but also you could tell he's yeah. like He's kind of stewing inside because he's like very excited, but he's he's trying not to show yeah. it. And um, I just thought it was so funny at the beginning of the question. He basically he just said nothing, and he's like, yeah, he was he's like, like, oh god, what I didn't you expect this me right now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, um, but yeah, looking it was so off funny. screen to the PR person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he didn't commit like, to anything, the, but he did it? say, is this the end of the interview? <laughs> Somebody does somebody have any like you know hand signals? Can I? No, yes. Um, but yeah, so he he Universal, where are you? God. <laughs> let me let me move on, my guy. Um, uh, <laughs> he, he that's all I he think did. that's what he oh, was thinking. I'm done. Bye. See ya. <laughs> So that's you, also what he was what, I, what I found out is you and Gareth have nothing in common. Uh, so <laughs> other than accents. Uh, <laughs> oh no, no. His his accent is more of a mid-country accent, I would say, whereas I I'm a I was gonna say I'm a southern boy, but I realize that has different implications for an yeah. American audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um we don't yeah, we don't sound like that around here in these parts, you know. Um <laughs> but yeah, whatever. Anyway, that's what he said. So, you know, he's non-committal, but also you can tell he's he's definitely been, you know, in the trenches there and, and figuring it all out. So um mm. and excited about, you know, who he's working with and 
stuff like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. I feel was, like his I, I was at least good to hear. There, his response was me whenever people mention relationships around me. <laughs> so Tom, how how was your Valentine's Day? And you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> And then I said I would be your Looking Valentine's Day. Looking off screen for my mom to come and rescue me. <laughs> no, I was your Valentine, and then you shot me down last episode. So you remember? So that, that's where we're yeah, sitting. that's that's my favorite jump cut in the history of jump cuts. <laughs> it was pretty good, I gotta say. That was a good. No, everybody's <laughs> tuned out at this point. Um, but <laughs> yeah. um, but I I like that. Even Steven uh, Weintraub kind of started to dive a little bit into like rumor territory and just because he yes. didn't know he didn't know what to say, dude. He was like so thrown off that you could see he, he like opened the question and he was then panicking and thinking, "Why have I asked the question?" <laughs> He's like, "I definitely thought he would respond to me. Oh no, <laughs> where do I go from here?" <laughs> um, like he had not he had no follow ups. Uh, so he said something like. <laughs> You know, uh, we heard rumor that the uh, the start it's going to start filming in June, and he's just like, mm, uh, no, I don't know. But uh, what I can say is this: um, so we got that. He June... saved him. He could have oh, let yeah, Stephen yeah, yeah. cook, but he saved him. He totally did. Yeah. Um, so Stephen mentions June. Um, whatever. Who knows? Uh, we also got rumors recently that uh, they're going to potentially film in Hawaii. Um, yeah. which, you know, is not surprising, I guess, but, um, it depends. It really depends on what kind of movie we're looking at. Um, there's been it in the, in the into question. Oh yeah. I think in the, in the most recent like weeks and stuff, there's been so many rumors about what this movie could be. I've heard everything from a sequel to a prequel to, you know, we've mm -hmm. heard about smaller stories uh, we've heard remote locations uh, with smaller budgets. We've heard all of these things. Um, who knows what's true? It feels like almost they're just saying, like, let's put all the rumors out there <laughs> to throw everybody off. Yeah. So I, I I, don't even know what to believe right now because there's so much going on. And if they did eventually go back to Hawaii, what does that mean? Like, does that mean we're getting yeah. a return to the island? Is it Costa Rica? Is it, like, some other country? Um, I know Gareth Edwards. I think I think that first movie he did, Monsters. I think it was in Costa Rica. So it, like he had that mm -hmm. vibe. So um, who knows? I, I've I have seen no people idea. Talk about Costa Rica quite a bit, and it does make sense because obviously in the Lost World, the introduction of that novel, you get Marty Gutierrez working with the Costa Rican authorities dealing with the animals that are kind of washing up from Nublar. So yeah. it, it would kind of be interesting if they did a story. So I, I don't know if you've referenced this later in the, our, our notes, so this might be something that we come back to, but there there is a lot of speculation, and it is actually referenced in one news report, that it's potentially going to ignore Dominion. Um, so this idea that the film's just picking up from Fallen Kingdom. So if it did do that, it would be quite interesting if maybe you've had the volcano happen, but this is some of the animals that were in the water during that sequence washing up in Costa Rica. I could see something like that being done. I mean, look, I have been wanting that kind of story as well. I, I want like mm. every story. So when I say that sentence, it, <laughs> it means nothing because I want all the stories. But that is a story <laughs> that I've talked about quite often on the show is like me believing that the island's not gone. There's no possible way. I don't think it's totally gone. And even if even if the most of the island was destroyed, I feel like there would still be some species out there existing. Mm. Um, or, you know, like you said, they we clearly saw them get away in the water. Who knows how far they can go? But, you know... Mm. Uh, you well, know, you know, that's the, Tukamimus or that Baryonyx. Yeah. They're a swimmer. Yeah, and plus, you know, those kids from Camp Cretaceous washed up on another island right away. <laughs> like, so... You know, it's possible. It's all possible. They're, they could, you know, the dinosaurs could be on Manticore Island now. Who knows? Which yeah. they are, obviously. But, uh, no, 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 um, no, no, Brad. Manticore Island, soft cannon. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I know. I, I don't <laughs> think they were going to go there, by the way. But, um, but yeah, I think that's like, what Costa Rica is. It's Manticore. It's just Island. Manticore Island. <laughs> we had no that's idea. That's why they're filming in Hawaii. 
<laughs> Could be. Well, they, it would be like a. They'd have to film in every location, right? It would be desert and uh, yeah. snow and uh, yeah, jungle. Um, but I, I don't know what the possible outcome is here because they've given us all possible outcomes. So it's it's kind of hard to even consider. But I love the Marty Gutierrez idea. That's one I've been on to for a while. Um, I think that would be really cool actually to see him in that context. Because mm-hmm. um, in my mind. We could still use Marty Gutierrez back in the past, like in 1993. We could have a story, like uh, even before 1993, we could have a story around that period of time. Um, so, but to also bring him maybe into the future and have an like uh, go him go back to the island and you know after Fallen Kingdom, that sounds really cool too. So, you know, I think everything is on the table right now. But um, any other rumors or, or anything you want to mention before we uh, move on from this segment? I so I think that's the biggest thing. I think it's really interesting hearing just a lot of the discussions around the time frame for this film, like you mm-hmm. say, um, and whether it's going to be a prequel or whether it's going to be a sequel or whatever. I think that the compounding thing I keep hearing is that it's going to be a prequel of some kind, but not a prequel in the traditional sense. So we're not saying we're going to go before Jurassic Park. It's going to be a prequel to one of the other films that we've already got. Um, which I I think makes a lot of sense. I think it's interesting because if you'd asked me this question a year ago, I'd say the natural period of time to fill is that time between Fallen Kingdom and Dominion. But I think if they were to do a film in that period and also Chaos Theory, it kind of runs the risk of tying itself in knots and sort of covering too much in that period of time in a short space of time. Um, yeah. So I'm curious. I I think the the one thing I would say in all of this is it's a shame that the mixed reception of Dominion seems to have, for whatever reason, made them reluctant to continue the story after that. Because I still think there is a lot of potential in Kayla Watts and Ramsey as characters who could carry the franchise forward in some capacity. Yeah, and you know I I um. I meant to mention it the other day, but I made a post, you know, on on social media that had like things that I wanted to see. I made a few of them. I made like some different versions, but one of the version was uh, was that I wanted Kayla Watts, uh, Dewanda Wise, to return, and she actually liked the 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 Instagram post. So I was like, oh, it's, confirmed, like it's, it's confirmed, mate. It's confirmed. Uh, no, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I know, like, I could, like, I could see she wants it too. You know, maybe, and I, and I'm yeah. thinking about in her mind too. Like she was potentially offered this and like had multiple talks about this and then maybe it all crumbled like who knows so uh i feel like that's that could be a tough situation for her so maybe moving into the future so we'll see but um you know there's tons of rumors out there right now so it's kind of hard to i don't really want to focus on any individual thing too too much um except for this next one um so uh, the production, uh, you know, for a while now uh, has been listed in production. Oops, production weekly. Um, <laughs> so uh, if you notice here, this is, uh, you know, a article a newsletter thing that basically lists out, you know, everything that, you know, could potentially be in production. Maybe not everything, but, it, you know, it has a lot of stuff on here. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you I, I see stuff like, uh, let's see. Uh Fantastic Four is on there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I, I've seen like uh, The Last of Us season two. I've seen different things on here, and then of course we do have in the center here Jurassic World four. So you know it's it's been listed as Jurassic Wait, World. Wait, hold 4. up, hold up. They're doing a Just Cause film. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> that would be that would be pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff listed on here that like, you know, I, I'm not necessarily like know what all this stuff is, because when you typically see these things, it's like it, they're not always going to just say Jurassic World 4 or whatever the the title is. Yeah. Yes, we do have like only murders in the building four, like season four. Um, you know, there, so there are things that are on the nose and sometimes they're not. Sometimes their names Wait, are just like up, something completely different. So some of these are series titles. Because I'm, yeah. I'm now, mm-hmm. I'm now just going down a different rabbit hole. I'm curious because there was a series title at the top for Apex. Oh yeah, <laughs> Apex. Uh, if you don't uh, know what Tom's referring to, it could, it maybe is that could be that be season two of Monarch. 
that would be that would be pretty cool. That would be or or a movie of some sort, another one. Because look, I don't think they're gonna end uh, <laughs> with Godzilla X Kong, but yeah, there's there's a lot of things. The Conjuring Four. Um, so there's a lot of things in here that you know are are on the block and ready to go and currently working, whatever the case may be. Um, but like I said, the names are not always the names like they could be working titles or production mm. titles or things like that so um this has been on here what was it since um uh, uh let's see to the the 8th of february they've they've had jurassic mm. world 4 on there and that kind of checks out with all the other news that we got this month um and then it kept on going for a few weeks and then it switched over we got a switch jurassic world 4 rem- was removed it was gone and then a new one took over. <laughs> that was such a seamless transition. Well done. Jurassic City. <laughs> Jurassic City Hell yeah. uh, was listed 222-24. Uh, was was uh, the first time it popped up on the production weekly list. Um, and uh, and then, of course, uh, Daniel RPK, uh, you know, a, a well-known scooper on social media and stuff like that, always gives out good scoops for, like, Marvel and, and different things like that. Um made mention of this as well uh that it you know is going to be called jurassic city and uh mm-hmm. that you know i think i think it came from the daniel rpk story about uh, potentially going to like a july start date um so yeah uh jurassic city Hell just yeah, give me man. some thoughts I'm, give I'm me some thoughts <laughs> you're good for it i mean okay. it, it's it's interesting that we're getting jurassic city after it being referred to the film is similar to escape from new york so i find Mm -hmm. it interesting that it's been referred to as similar to escape from new york and it's now called jurassic city because i think even if that ends up not being true at all what that would suggest to me is a city of some description has some kind of function in this film because the entire set piece for escape from new york is set in the cityscape and it's escaping it. And now mm. to see that in the title, it just doesn't feel like a coincidence. Um, so I, yeah. I'm really curious as to what that means. I mean, you know, I, I had some fun with this. I mocked up some fan art because I knew it wasn't going to be like legit. Like like a lot of these things, you'll get a title and then it will change again very quickly. But the thing I was thinking was, what if Jurassic City is a return to San Diego. So it's a return to Jurassic in the city and it's more of that incident or something else. And I I just, I feel like there's a potentially interesting concept there in terms of building on what the third act of the Lost World did with the T-Rex in terms of showing this chaos unfolding in a crowded environment. Like um, the, the dream kind of Jurassic story for me would be maybe you have two acts in this like lab that you think is quite remote and you get some dinosaurs escaping and then in the third act it gets revealed that this lab is actually in a city and when they get out of the containment of the lab they're loose in the city that kind of story i think could work well so this instantly for me i was like do you know what i hate the title but i like the concept all right so let me let me just say that like there there are discrepancies between what the working title could be so we'll get to them later on but um and again jurassic city potentially couldn't may not even be the like the the actual release title of the movie a lot of times they Mm -hmm. just like like ebb tide i think was jurassic world ancient futures was Fallen kingdom and arcadia or no wait arcadia Arcadia? yeah yeah. arcadia was the third one uh yeah so there's like uh you know those have nothing to do with the titles that we got, but they do kind, they can kind of refer to things um, potentially. So um, Jurassic city though, if I, if I'm going to go all in on Jurassic city, right. If I'm saying, okay, this is the title, this is what we're getting. um, You know, we're, we're obviously going to be in a city scenario. Right. And you mentioned the escape uh, from New York thing. Um, And when I watched monsters, uh, Gareth Edwards, first film, I was like, Oh my god! I get the escape from New York thing, because that's what that movie is. That's exactly <laughs> what 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 uh, Monsters is is, you know, in in Escape from New York, uh, a military guy has to go into the city. Snake to... Bliskin, get his yeah. name right, Brad. Um, I, I, snake, Snake, 
Pliskin has to go into New York, uh, to, you know, prison city to remove the president uh, from his crashed airplane and, uh, you know, get him out of the city. And in Monsters, uh, there's a, a photographer guy that has to go into the city and take somebody out of the city and get them out before something happens or whatever. So it's okay. literally the exact same plot, uh, basically. So I'm like, okay, so, maybe. So my prediction, right? I, I, oh wait, go, go on, hit no, me, no, no. hit me with your no, prediction. I don't have any prediction. I'm just saying, like those things, those things, the, the coincidences are kind of lining up here with some of these these things. So go ahead. I, hit I me, think hit it's me got, with what you got it's got to confirm that we're going to spend some time in the city, right? Mm-hmm. I think that Blue and Beta get too close to the edge of the city. Beta gets lost in the city, and Irene has to go and rescue her. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, that doesn't sound like it's happening, <laughs> but it's, I like it's the like idea. we've never seen those plot <laughs> points before at all. <laughs> uh, here, here's here's one that we've never heard or seen before as well. Uh, I was describing a movie where uh, we've got a city, and I don't know again, like when this could be. I well, it would have to be a sequel, I think, in this um, timeline of events, I guess. But I imagined a city that has like a, a you know a tunnel system underneath or something like that. That you know mm-hmm. there there happens to be a few velociraptors or a little pack of velociraptors that gets into this tunnel system, into the subway or the sewer system, and then they spread and they they grow like wildfire because they've. Uh, they've been reproducing and you've essentially got like the caves and stuff that we see in Jurassic Park, but underneath a city and people are going missing. People are getting ripped into the subway, pushed on the tracks, whatever the case may be. There's a lot of chaos going on underneath this city um, and people can't exactly figure it out because, hey, it's New York. You know, we got uh, crocodiles in the <laughs> in the sewers. Like, you know, they're just small lizards that grew up real big and stuff. And we got rats and stuff that are eating pizza down on the subway. You know, we got all kinds of stuff. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to evacuate. This is ridiculous. So you got like... And then what I found out was that I was describing Godzilla 1998. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. So, so Brad, 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 are you ready yeah. for me to blow your mind? Go ahead. Hit me. We already have a city with ancient tunnels, which last time we saw it had atrociraptors loose in it. So couldn't the Jurassic City be Malta? Yeah, it could be, but that's not fun because the dinosaurs are there. Like <laughs> to me, like that's like that's the idea of like uh like a overconfident city like New York or something like that having yeah. just this widespread like uh issue of like velociraptors in their tunnels like i think that could be really really interesting there's there's stories like this i think like i forget what the title was i think it was like relic or something there's um i don't know i read some book at one point that was kind of like that and then obviously like i said godzilla 98 um has the the whole plot where godzilla you know lays eggs inside madison square garden where the new york knicks play did you just spoil it mate You, you hit me with spoilers are you still not watch this movie? No, I did once. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so confused, man. Um, <laughs> and anyway, that's what happens in this movie from 1998, before you were probably born, my guy. Um, oh yeah, so... it's a year before I was born. <laughs> so uh, I remember going to a movie to see this uh, before you were born. So <laughs> that's cool. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, but anyway. The, I love that part of that movie because it, it it's it was doing Jurassic Park, you know, a yeah. year after the Lost World. You know, they were trying to do their best version of it by having these mini Godzillas that were essentially Velociraptors. Um, yeah. So that idea like really speaks to me, I guess. And I think Jurassic could kind of replicate that story in its own way. Um, and it could be really cool to see. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. So, but that would have I to be a sequel, you know, and in a solo story, yeah. you don't have to involve any of the other characters at all. You don't. You just have some new characters in New York, and uh, it could be fun. Yeah, you're obsessed with it being New York now, aren't you? You're sold on sold on that idea that New York uh, is the Jurassic City. It's the most. It would be the most fun city for that. I think you know, because like it's the but most Brad. like packed in city biggest city like here so they're literally filming in los angeles 
Think about all the meta references you could do. Imagine if you get a velociraptor going through the set of a Steven Spielberg film as he's shooting it. <laughs> Does Steven <laughs> exist in this world? Like, because like I know, yeah, that that could be fun. That could be fun. Uh, maybe I, he could, he could the... be the uh, the unlucky guy, you know, uh, or David Kep again, mm. once again getting eaten. <laughs> yeah, like we find out he survived. He was regurgitated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing that's interesting for me is a city setting, if that is where we're going, feels s- simple in the sense of resolution, right? Because anywhere in a city, there's authorities close by. Like there's people with guns very close by. Um, you've got to some extent, even in cities, the National Guard who aren't that far away. So I find it interesting because in my mind, whatever story you tell in this world is has to be in like an isolated town or something, something yeah. where the the idea of help isn't immediately available. And I just feel like in a city, if you have an issue, you're going to have the FBI there straight away. You're going to have the military there straight away. So it kind of, you you have to be creative, I suppose, with how you escalate that threat. You know, and also, um, we, this is going to tie in perfectly, but in my mind, <laughs> when I was, when I was saying like, oh, we could have this underground, you know, velociraptors like invading the entirety of the underground, um, we, you know, you'd have to gas them out or something. Cause like you can't, yeah. I don't think you would just say like, we got a nuke New York, you know, it's too, it's too <laughs> far. You're like, that's too escalating it a little bit too far but you can introduce some sort of like gas into the city evacuate and then yeah. yeah so like i i imagined that uh that figure from beyond the gates that with dennis nedry yeah. and he's got his motorcycle <laughs> and he's got his gas mask thing or whatever that thing is well he's just like just... <laughs> riding the motorcycle down the tunnels yeah exactly gets caught on like a stray brick and does a flip and crashes <laughs> I love it. Uh, so to me, that that speaks to me the most. I think I, I, that Wait, would be so really are, exciting. Are you but... confirming that in your head canon, Dennis Nedry is still alive? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got he's got nice. a breathing thing, and he's and he's, he's yeah, dude. He's been he's been trying to get back <laughs> at them dinosaurs for thirty plus years, man. Of course he's buff. Um, so so uh, or it could be his nephew. You know, whatever. Uh, yeah. What was his name? Um, Annie Nedermeyer. Yeah, that's it. Um, so. This all is very contradictory, the, the, that, that kind of idea that I said, because like I said, we've heard prequels, we've heard smaller, we've heard you know remote yeah. locations, so none of that really matches up. Remote locations do not match up with cities, so I'm not really sure what is going on. But Jurassic City at least was listed, um, and Jurassic World 4 was removed, so who knows? I know some people were... To my head. What's that? It's the most ridiculous crossover. Jurassic does its version of Skyscraper. So you have yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson in this Let's film. And they're just like <laughs> locked on the upper floor of a skyscraper with Velociraptors. I like that idea, man. Let's do it. <laughs> and you know, there was actually like, um, who who was it? Uh, I forget who said it, but somebody wanted like Will Smith in the movie too. Yeah. Like so and Will Smith did is and is doing a sequel to um uh I Am Legend which was set in New York mm-hmm. and it was like there was lions in the streets of New York Mate, it was it's abandoned. All connected. So yeah, it, it it all it all makes sense. Um but uh yeah, I was going to say something about oh, city. Um the thing that's not interesting to me is that's why I brought up Velociraptors because it's not very mm-hmm. interesting to me to have like uh, just a T-Rex or that size dinosaur just stomping yeah. around a city that that like you said you would take that down pretty quickly it's not Godzilla mm-hmm. Godzilla had 45 helicopters chasing after it in New York City um <laughs> Dude, you don't let's, need that let's, can I, this this is a complete side note but there's one shot in that film that that blows my mind with how crazy it is every time because it's like a single street and there's literally like 48 Apaches I know, on dude. top of each other following him. <laughs> and I'm like, anytime one of them shot, they would all shoot they, each other and yeah. just explode. I just rewatched it yesterday and I had that exact thought. I was like, what is going on? This is the most absurd <laughs> shot ever. There's literally Brad, 45 are you, are you helicopters. Ready? Are you ready for me to blow your mind? It's almost as if I came prepared for this. This discussion, right? Because you here got your is helicopters. said helicopter from the toy line itself. Oh wow, nice dude. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. perfect. 
<laughs> I came prepared. You really did. Oh my gosh. Um, and I've got, I came prepared. Here's the motorcycle that you're going to see in the movie. So it's going to look like no, this. We... Uh, <laughs> but uh, to me, the idea of like just like a T Rex trouncing around, like it doesn't really work. Um, it works no. in San Diego because they really only were supposedly on the like the outskirts of the city. It really wasn't like in the city. You know, that to me isn't very interesting. But um but so I like that idea wanna, of him just walking in backyards. Like that was that was cool. But I wanna talk to you about a dinosaur that's going to appear in season three of Tales from a Jurassic World. Oh, oh okay. Um, if if, season if three. I end up Wait a working on season three. If I end up working <laughs> on it. Um, and that is one which I think could be really cool in that kind of story, which is Moros Intrepidus, because it's smaller and it's more nimble. And I can just imagine it squeezing through vents and things and being quite terrifying. I can't picture what that dinosaur looks like anymore. Uh, did we get a toy from that? <laughs> yes, we did, but the toy's not accurate. It's like the feathered one that's in the cage inside the laboratory when Grunt and Sattler go into the Biosyn lab. Oh, uh, okay. It's the one oh, that yeah. they see in the glass-like viewing thing. That's right, that's right. So, pretty tiny, then. Yeah, I think that would be cool, because that's a carnival. That would be cool. I like it. Hmm? Yeah, 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 because that way it's, like you know, it's kind of Velociraptor-like, and uh, it would be cool. That would be nice. I like there it. Yeah, switching it up. You know, I'm I'm thinking just let's just go with the the hits. But you're you're yeah. you know giving me something good here. I like it. Um, <laughs> so uh, I did want to mention though that um, yeah, the tangents kind of, but like Superman the new movie which got a retitle yes. as well. It's been it's been noticed as you know Superman Legacy. It's been talked about as Superman Legacy for so long now. And then yesterday, uh, the 29th of February, leap day. James Gunn's like, hey, we started principal photography, and guess what? It's it's been called Superman Legacy for so long, but uh, it's now just Superman. So it's Superman. Mm-hmm. They they and they started filming uh, in February, and that movie gets released one week after supposedly Jurassic World 4 or whatever this movie is Jurassic City um so <laughs> they've they've started right now i mean they're they're into production and and you know they've got a yeah. cast they've got a director they've got everything going and you it's know it's almost as if we're catching up Brad trying to catch up really yeah really quick i know like uh Fantastic 4 is probably you know right around the corner uh and I, I think oh, um, we are idiots what? The Escape from New York reference is a reference to Universal grabbing whoever will direct this film and dragging them through to the finish line. <laughs> was that interview with uh, with Stephen Weintraub in New York? Was that it? it was it? Yeah, because <laughs> that's where I saw and the, Stephen. Lash. The escape afterwards. The escape yeah. afterwards was trying to get through New York traffic. Uh, yeah, it is it tough. Makes sense. It's, I've driven through the city. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Anyway, that being said, like Superman began its production filming and everything. And, you know, mm. Stephen Weintraub mentioned, like, is it true you're going to be starting in June? And then we hear, like, potentially July. So that's a long ways it's away from now. That's the so long. Yeah. Yeah. That is well, yeah, so far when you from think, now. Let's say they start in July. They've got July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, hey, 12. May. It's just 12. June. It's just 12. It's 12, so literally, yeah, exactly 12 <laughs> months to get it done. That that feels like a crazy production time. Yeah. That yeah, feels it, crazy. If it, You know, it feels really wild. And um, Let's not even think about all the merch partnerships that are going to have been thrown out the window by that, mm-hmm. all of the potential activations that are going to get affected by that. I mean, can I say one thing that's been really bothering me throughout this whole process? Shoot. I feel like Universal are rushing this to some extent and by rushing it they've actually overlooked what could have been a really special milestone which is jurassic world's 10th anniversary because actually it would have been a nice opportunity to reflect on the trilogy that has just happened one final time before moving into a new film but now all of that's going to be overshadowed i doubt we get anything to mark the anniversary because there will be a new film that year so it kind of feels like they're running, but in doing so, they've completely overlooked what could have been a nice a nice way to give them more space and still build up to the release of a new film. Yeah, you're right. I didn't 
I didn't necessarily think about that because I've been just thinking, oh, we're going to do a dual promotion thing. But like if they are pushing and pushing and pushing, it's getting so late here in the game. They're not going to have time to do all this promotion for the 10th anniversary and stuff. And they're not going to exactly. have time to set up all this stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. So are we going to get a celebration? Is it going to be like JP30? Like, should it be as big as JP30 or whatever? So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that pans out. But yeah, you're right. It could be a missed opportunity to really tie it in mm -hmm. to, you know, the future of the franchise and where things are going and all that good stuff. So again, who knows? We have no idea where they're going with it, but um well yeah like i i mean imagine okay so we know they've got the jurassic on trademark imagine if they say for the 10th anniversary of jurassic world we're going to do our first jurassic convention there we're going to have a panel with gareth edwards and we're going to show you your first look at what's next yeah that would have been awesome but I don't know. Doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Unless Gareth was like kind of telling the truth at the end of that article about like next summer, we're going to have a collider thing. Yeah. Uh, no, we're not. It's going to be the summer after yeah. that or <laughs> whatever. Uh, so we'll see. But, you know, I, I would like it if they they pushed it a little bit and gave Gareth Edwards some some room to breathe and you know. give him room to cook. Yeah, yeah, he deserves that. I mean, I, w I would like him to come back and have that opportunity because I don't think it's fair yeah to to have him just like kind of long after this this uh franchise for so long for so many years and love steven and and uh really want to make a jurassic movie to, to be able to drop everything and then to just say like just shoot what we want and let's do it him in the deep Hurry end up. yeah so he's 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 had like troubled experiences on you know productions before so i want him to have like yeah a good production you know um now uh you know, I'm going to leave this next point off. I know we, you mentioned bringing it in there, but it feels weird. Uh, let's talk about the last bits here um, that, you know, there's there's also some other titles that have been kind of thrown out there. Yes. Um, yeah. So we've got stuff like Jurassic Saga, um, Saga yeah. Productions, River Delta Productions uh, as working titles and things. So or th at least being referred to or whatever. Maybe they were on a script. Maybe that's Delta what they're didn't saying. die. That's the that's the the new rumor <laughs> that you just made up right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, I find this interesting though. This this focus on saga. You know, if they are focusing yeah. on saga productions, Jurassic Saga. If that is the case, why? Because as far as we've heard, they're forgetting the saga. Essentially, they're they're mm -hmm. saying we're not bringing I... any legacy back. It's not going to have any cast. It's not going to have anything else. It's going to be its own thing. But we're t we're talking about it as if it's Jurassic Saga. That doesn't feel right to me. Honestly, Jurassic City feels yeah. more right to me than that. So I, so the the thing is, uh, it, it comes back to for me what I thought about when, and it sounds stupid because I feel like I always talk about tales from a Jurassic World on this show. But uh, I feel like that gives me quite Here a it unique. It, it gives me no. It gives me quite <laughs> a unique perspective because when I was thinking about that, right, I was thinking, um, what 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 kind of name is going to let me tell other stories in the future if I want to, but I can still keep that branding persistent, right? Mm -hmm. And that means that say if I did. Gutierrez is it an example I can do Gutierrez Tales from a Jurassic World because it's still a tale from that world so I I kind of feel like they're they're being stupid in oh. the fact that Jurassic World <laughs> in itself it is a franchisable name and it works like Jurassic World that encompasses the world that encompasses all of the stories that you can tell in it so mm. I don't see why there's any damage or any harm in say calling it Jurassic City a Jurassic World story or something similar. Yeah. Like because they they've already spent so much money on the Jurassic World brand, right? They've got rid of the Jurassic Park brand in places to replace it with Jurassic World. Are you telling me that we're gonna be doing that all over again? Are we gonna be getting rid of Jurassic World? The the Los Angeles Universal Park, is that suddenly gonna get another rebrand, right? It doesn't make sense. So I don't understand why they would go for yet another title rather than keeping it as a story within that universe. It seems mm -hmm. it seems really 
it seems like it doesn't fully appreciate the value of coherent branding over time. Like, like, can you imagine if we'd got the last six Star Wars films and then they had changed the title to something else entirely? They wouldn't because Star Wars is the brand. And I feel like it's the same here. And I think if you keep renaming it and keep reinventing it, you're stopping yourselves from building out this wider reaching franchise. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an ongoing struggle, I think, because it didn't necessarily work with Star Wars. You know, they they did their retitling of uh, a Star Wars story. It worked for Rogue One. Mm. Rogue One did really well, obviously, Gareth Edwards. Um, but, like, it didn't really <laughs> work for Solo, a Star Wars story. That movie kind of bombed, but I think that's more so on Lucasfilm. I think they kind of failed to yeah. really, really uh, market that movie for what it was. Um and then it seems like they're kind of moving away from that completely because I don't, you know, we've got Mandalorian and Grogu. It's not a Star Wars story, I don't think. Maybe maybe they'll throw that in. No, there, but... no, it's it's not. But Star Wars is still the brand logo that's associated with it. it it's yeah. kind of what I'm getting at, right? So you you could tell a story of, I don't know, the dinosaur in the woods, really inspired, I know. But the dinosaur in the woods and then Jurassic World is the logo that's still associated with it, right? It's mm-hmm. It's not it's not hard to keep that consistent brand language. And actually that's why I think Star Wars works so well, because you can have something like Ahsoka, you can have something like Skeleton Crew, you can have something like, um, I can't think of any other examples, um, but people know that it's all from that universe and it yeah, they comes do. back to that central logo. There, there's no subtitle, but they don't all use the Star Wars logo. Like they all have their individual no. logos. We just know everybody should hopefully know. Um, And that's why I've always said, like, let's just go with the Jurassic logo. Let's just use the circle and the T-Rex head. Um, But if, hey, if you're going to title it Jurassic City, I personally don't think that's a good idea, again, to change it to another thing, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Jurassic City. That just sounds like not a good, you know, a good step. Just Um, leave it as Jurassic World and going forward, tell different stories yeah. within the jurassic world i'd be fine with that i mean if they if they want to go with the jurassic saga underneath as the subtitle i'm i'm, a, I'm a actually okay with that i think uh because i've used that i've used the the mm. jurassic saga so many times in like titling episodes oh, that copyright or, right now brad uh, dude uh, there's been so many times where i wanted to like buy the website or do this or that like because uh, <laughs> i you know i've been thinking about the jurassic saga and i've mentioned it so many times for a long time so to me that does make sense um but i don't know that it, it i don't know we'll have to see how this story pans out because every everything that we've heard so far is that they're almost distancing themselves from what we've already seen and starting fresh but not not like a reboot or anything so mm-hmm. uh, i don't know again that's why i think we need to have the messaging out there asap because it's it's really spiraling it's getting out of control and everybody's got their own take on what is coming and what is uh you know what is the the trajectory of this franchise so i think they really need to get out in front of this and say it's whatever it is you know so hopefully yeah we, we can need get something soon. official don't we yeah um, I mean, they don't need to tell us these production titles. I'm okay with that. I, I would like a real title if they want to do that. But, um, you know, I was thinking we were going to start like pretty quick, like get filming and stuff. But now mm-hmm. with this July news, I'm like, okay, maybe it's like a little while off. So we're, we got some time, um, you know, so who knows I, that that's pretty much where the saga ends. <laughs> for now at least so again we keep doing these like history lessons uh because and that this was just one month of time <laughs> yeah just one month of uh there's gonna be more there's gonna yeah. be more it's gonna that, it's gonna continuously spiral at this point now at least the last episode was like since 2020 this is what has happened um and there's been so many developments and that is we only talked about like half of the developments this month in this episode so um but yeah, I uh, there's a lot, a lot to come, a lot to look forward to. I am super excited, um, but who knows? I can't wait to see what the next piece is. It might already be online because that's what happened last time. Um, yeah. We released our episode, and then days later, they're like, "Nope, gotcha." <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. They've, <laughs> they've announced that the oh my god, the new film is called Jurassic Microphone, and it follows a character called. Yad Brost, as he returns to Isla Nublar 
to see what remains. I'm down. Oh I'm no, down. sorry, sorry, oh. sorry. I read it wrong. It says as he returns to Isla Nublar to discover remains. Oh yeah, is it my own because I'm so old and behind a microphone? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It, it looks like it's maybe a brachiosaurus. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Is it like charred? Is it a little charred? Uh, it is, yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Right. I think you need some barbecue sauce with it. Life will not be contained. Life breaks free, expands to new territories, and crashes through barriers painfully, maybe even dangerously, but... Uh, well, there it is. There it is. I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. That'll do it for another episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you for listening and uh, tuning in each and every week and sharing in this love of this franchise that just continues to go and uh, bring us some always just unexpected news from the right and the left. There's so much fun stuff to discuss right now. And this is always just some of my favorite times as a Jurassic fan is learning about new projects and discussing them with fellow fans and hearing from what other people think you know everybody out there listening all of you all the people uh on the you know social channels and uh the the facebook groups and whatever the case may be i love hearing from everybody out there as far as what do you think this next uh you know upcoming film is gonna be what is that direction gonna be like what do you want to see there's just so much possibility right in this moment right now that you know, tends to disappear once you start learning more about the upcoming films. You, you kind of lose all of that, that magic that is uh, uh, just about this time right now where everything is possible. So I really love this period of time. And of course, thank you to Tom for, you know, continuing to talk with me about this upcoming movie and to talk about all of those possibilities uh, I just love kind of diving into every possible aspect and just seeing, you know, what 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 can we come up with on our own? Uh, what would be great? What do we love about, you know, people like Gareth Edwards or whoever else is going to be involved in this movie? So I really appreciate Tom taking any moments out of his day to discuss this with me. So I'm sure there'll be a lot more to hear from Tom in the near future. But uh, for now, I do want to talk about a review which also has to do about Tom. I and I can't from I can't remember for the life of me if I actually read this one or not, but I'm going to read it here just because it pertains to this episode. Uh so this one comes from uh Trooper thir- uh, 3210. This is a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts and it says uh in the subject here, Tales from a Jurassic World. Uh it says I hope you make more episode uh, more episodes of Tales from a Jurassic World. So, uh Trooper 3210, if you didn't listen to this episode, if you just kind of skipped through and just somehow ended up right here, you may have missed the part where Tom continually talked <laughs> about tales from a jurassic world uh and i think that you know yes it's like kind of you know self-promotion and talking about the upcoming project and stuff but there's a lot of value i think in that project so i'm glad that you're excited for more episodes because i think that that project has really given us something that we really want out of the time periods you know between what happened after Fallen Kingdom to after Dominion, like all this time period I want to know more about. And I think, you know, we continually talk about the future of this franchise and maybe them straying away from continuing the story and going back into the past or doing something else. I don't, I, who knows? But I love the opportunity to have somebody tell that story, uh, you know, whether it's uh, official or not. I think it's still fun to kind of hear that story take place and to, um, you know, to Tom out there for creating this and uh, talking about it on the show. We really appreciate, you know, being able to showcase that and uh, to listen to it each and every time that it pops up. And yes, we've only gotten one season, but it sounds like there's a lot more on the way. We've got season two on the way. And I think Tom even mentioned season three in, uh, in this episode here. So there's a lot more Tales from a Jurassic World in store for you in the future so thank you so much for that awesome review and uh or the comment and uh appreciate it and if everybody out there wants to go ahead and leave us a five-star review or any amount of stars whatever you think we're worth uh go ahead and do that and if you write something in there i will go ahead and read it on the show uh whether it's just a nice review or a comment about something you want to see or don't want to see whatever the case is please let us know over on apple Podcasts. we'd really really appreciate it but that about does it so 
thank you so, so much to our hosts, Podomatic, for you know giving us that outlet to upload new episodes to bring to you each and every week. We really appreciate it, Podomatic. If you want to start a podcast, go check them out. Stay safe. Be kind. Let's continue to fight for representation, change, and equality in the Jurassic franchise. But more importantly, outside of it, in the real world, let's continue to make this world a better place. I'm going to go ahead and hand things off to myself for the outro. Take it away. Saddle up. Let's get this movable beast underway. Continue the conversation with us on threads and Instagram. Watch our content on TikTok and YouTube. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com. You'll find today's episode show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, our website, and wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to follow along and share with your friends, family, and fellow Jurassic fans. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We will read your Apple reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss our Wednesday night live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage on our YouTube channel. If you want to get a hold of us or participate in the Jurassic Mailbag, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails and MP3s to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message or just to say hi. That number is 732-825-7763. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, enjoy. Enjoy.